Okay, we're closing up on the topic of Hitzah, of transferring objects on Shabbos. I'll do a little bit of a miscellany today and a bit of a miscellany about Eruv's tomorrow. So, number one, we spoke about putting things down on a Mokka in Petur in Rosh Hashanah, and an exempt place, a no-man's land in Rosh Hashanah, which would have to be something that's tall and narrow. A fire hydrant is the classic example. There are some opinions that say that one of the examples I gave, such as the type of a, top of a bicycle, is not good. Some opinions hold that a keli, a portable item, is not considered a Mokka in Petur. It's not considered a no-man's land, and placing something on a tall, thin item, it was just a rabbin that's portable, such as, let's say, a bike or a police barricade or something, or those uh, traffic cones that will not be exempt from the dinim of Hotzah. So care should be taken. There are people that are lenient, but there are those that are stringent about that. If somebody does find themselves walking in Rosh Hashanah, so we said the best thing is don't stop walking. What happens if you already stopped once after you left your house? You've already committed a hotel. You've already transgressed, transferring an item from private domain to public. And once you started walking, you started a new transfer. Well, in that type of case, we don't tell you to continue walking, to continue walking, to continue walking, because then you're just constantly traversing four amis from where you originally left. It's only recommended to continue walking until you find a mock and patur in a situation where you're coming from your house. So then the transfer to a mock and patur would be okay. But once you already stopped outside, you're not transferring from your house anymore. You're transferring from a location in public domain. And therefore, don't continue walking. Stop as soon as you could and drop the item wherever you are. Okay, and that's it. If you do find a Mokibatur in a very close proximity, that's best, that's great. But if not, we don't recommend that you continue to walk long term. Also, you have to be wary in the situation that we do allow continuing to walk in, which is a rabbin. Um, be wary of the fact that there may be traffic, there may be places um, where you will have to stop walking. And therefore, it's good to walk around in circles within four amas until you can figure out what to do. Dragging items and rolling items have the same halakha as throwing an item and transferring it by holding it in your hand. And this is something you have to be weary of. Dragging and rolling is a full-fledged act of Akira, uprooting the item, transferring it to a new location until it settles. Now, an item is only considered munach, settled, if it actually settles. So therefore, this becomes somewhat of a leniency. If you're able to chop something while it's still rolling and avoid it from stopping, you might be able to avoid a hanacha. Not such a common situation, but something to toot that you should keep in mind is if you're putting something down on a mock and patur, if you're putting something on a fire hydrant, it's got to be settled there at least a little bit before something goes and blows it off or it falls off. But if you just let it sit and it falls immediately, you never really settled it down, and therefore it's considered a hanok and rishus harabim. So you got to be careful that it's got to actually settle. When we speak about dragging and rolling, two things come to mind. One would be an infant or a toddler, uh, where sometimes coaxing that you'll get nosh if you make it all the way home without stopping doesn't work. And secondly, a wheelchair, someone who's bound. Now, dragging and rolling are hotza. Now, there is a leniency called where somebody that's alive and active is considered carrying themselves. So when you carry them, it's it's like two people involved in one act of transfer, which becomes a dirabbanan. However, that only applies with people that are not invalids. It's with people that could walk, 
could carry themselves, but for some reason, instead of them doing it, you're picking them up. So a toddler who could walk, picking up a toddler would turn into a dirabana. Picking up an infant or somebody that can't walk, like in an e- a wheelchair, is considered real hotza, mida oraisa, on an item just like any other object. Same thing applies to carrying live things such as pets. There's a muksa problem with it, but besides the muksa, even if you do that kalakayad or something like that, um, there is an issue with carrying live things that are not really carrying themselves because they try to get away from you. And therefore, animals and pets would also be considered absolutely carrying and an isidairaisa. Now, keep in mind that if a child is carrying something on them for their own purposes, it might not be otsa, they're not uh, they're not in training mode. But if you lift them up and walk with them, you might be getting a derabbanan on the child, but you'll get a doraisa for anything they're holding because it's considered normal to be holding something in the hand of a child while you carry them. And therefore, it's as if you handled the item itself.